Hello, hello. Welcome to the Malvern Music Podcast, run by Malvern Music Students for Malvern Music Students and any others interested in the band and vocals programs here at Malvern Collegiate Institute. With this podcast, we're hoping to provide some informational resources for new and prospective music students by having some former and current members of the department share their experiences, opinions, and overall feelings of what it's like to be in a band or choir at Malvern. We hope that by listening, you'll be able to learn and appreciate not just how wonderful and amazing and incredibly talented all our students and faculty and alumni are, but also the benefits of taking an extracurricular in the arts and why it's so important to be involved and contribute to the school culture. Oh, and also, it's just really fun. Now, without further ado, please sit back, relax, and enjoy listening to us kids babble about what life's really like in rooms 302 and 312. Hope you have yourself a nice day, and onward, Malvern. So, welcome back to the Malvern Music Podcast. Uh, I believe this will be episode five, if everything goes well. I very highly anticipated episode, at least for me. <laughs> uh, I'm honestly still kind of nervous. I'm getting, like, flashbacks to, like, when I was a grade nine and, like, going to, like, the band office um, to sort of, like, find sheet music and knocking on the door with, like, a bunch of these, like, these kids. I'm like, is Miss, Miss Norris or Mr. Falling here? <laughs> getting really, really scared. Um, but now we're Zoom meeting because times are weird. Um, and they're on this podcast, so please introduce yourself. Hi, guys. <laughs> Hi, Miguel. I'm, I'm Norris. Laura Norris. Laura nice Norris. <laughs> um, so what do you guys do? What do you teach? Um, obviously, I know this stuff. How old you are, if you're comfortable watching that. <laughs> and uh, how long have you been in Melbourne? Woo! So a load of questions, lots of stuff. A load of questions. So I... Um, Sorry, I should, ladies first, I guess. No, you go. <laughs> okay. <It's not> right. <laughs> um, so I, uh, I've been in Melbourne for 10 years, approximately. And um, I mostly teach band. Um, in fact, I, I have only taught band since I've been there. And um, that's grade 9 through 12. And um, it's been great. I also run extracurricular ensembles, such as marching band, concert band, drumline, jazz band, jazz combo slash brass band mm-hmm. a lot a lot of activities <laughs> all the band activities all the band activities there you go yeah and uh how old are you mr fala <laughs> oh, <I'm>, uh, <laughs> this summer this july july 24th to be specific if you want to wish me happy birthday on that specific oh, shoot. day let me write that down um <clears throat> yeah, i'll be turning 46 Woo! which Woo! is older than i'm probably 10 years older than you think i am yeah, pretty, you know, pretty young 20, looking. 25. I totally thought you were 36. There you go. <laughs> Don't like a day over 28, 29 even. Thank you. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I have been at Malvern. This is, this is my 18th year at Malvern. Wow, look at so you. It's such a trooper. Uh, yeah. I, I like to think about that I've been walking up those same stairs every day for 18 years. <laughs> and they and still that- haven't installed a gosh darn elevator (laughs) using the same key to open the same door and look out the same window to have the same view um but yeah um when i came there i started teaching vocal um which was the first vocal class i had ever taught before that i taught guitar strangely history travel and tourism Anything you can get as a new teacher, I'm assuming. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, yeah, at Malvern, I've had um, also grade 10 history, lots of vocal, 
uh, and lots of apps and challenge and change. And I think that's it. Oh, one time I did civics. Civics. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I think 2006 or something, a long time ago. I feel like civics and careers just like the one course no student wants to take and the one course no teacher wants to take. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's careers. I don't know. I want to speak. I'm also 46. 46. Wow. I started, Congrats, yeah, guys. I started at Malvern when I was 29. <laughs> You've been going strong. Do you get Do you get anything for uh, like 20 years strong or oh, no. any anniversary? No. I don't think so. <laughs> Not even a pat on the back? Jeez, tough nope. crowd. <laughs> I don't even know if anybody knows other than the people on this podcast. Now mm -hmm. everyone will know. Um, but yeah, what's sort of been like the journey um, to get to Malvern for the both of you in terms of education, just how you got into music? So growing up for me, I, um, my, my grandfather was the director of a military band. Um, so and my, my dad and my uncles were, both, were all involved in that military band. Um, my aunt was involved in an activity called drum corps, which I was also involved in later in life. Um, so I had lots of exposure to music, uh, band music specifically. And uh, through that, it just it, it became a, a love and a passion of mine. And um, as a high school student, I, I basically had to choose between sports or band. Um, I wanted to play football, but I, in order to do that, I would have to stop band. And I decided to, to play in the band instead. So I, so I continued with that, and then um, I eventually played in drum corps throughout those years as well. With drum corps is basically a marching band-like activity without the woodwinds. And I traveled and uh, competed in that organization for uh, 10 years, and then I continued to be an instructor with the, with the groups that I was, I was with. Um, I also played in the Hamilton All-Star Jazz Band for a while, uh, five or six years, and did European tours with them, and that was a lot of fun. And uh, that led me to college at Mohawk College in Hamilton, where I studied music. And then from there, I went to University of Toronto and, and studied in the jazz program there. And then I went to the teacher's college after that. And then I became a teacher. Um, and I got a job pretty much right out of school. Um, I had an interview in the summer of the, the year I graduated, which led me to a job at a school called C.W. Jeffries, where I taught for four years or five years. And then uh, um, during my fifth year, the job came open at Melbourne. And Mr. Mighton, who was my was a teacher and a mentor before I came to Melbourne, he uh, he suggested I apply for the job, and lo and behold, I got it, and here I am today, still at Melbourne. Now, uh, Mr. Morris, what about you? What's the journey been like? Okay, well, um, <laughs> where do I start? <laughs> Paula started back in childhood. I will also, I guess, start back in childhood with um, I would say my. Main musical influences were probably my family doing lots of music, you know, started piano lessons at seven years old. Um, I had a grandfather who could play amazing piano um, totally by ear and uh, drove around in World War II with a piano on the back of his truck. Oh, and wow. Entertain all the, um, all the, he would do, he would do shows um so he would he would like produce kind of shows for all the soldiers that wasn't his main job he was a truck driver but this is part of what he did and he would play all the music and everything and do the entertainment so there was a lot of anytime all the relatives would come over from wales it would be all these singing men and harmony and um i also went to church which i think is a journey of a lot of a lot of musicians um doing a lot of music at church and being one of the kind of you know people with maybe the best ear the best reading skills you have to do a lot of 
alto and tenor parts and you're asked to do a lot of solos and you're asked to be in a lot of choirs. I was also a music leader at the Presbyterian Young People's Society. Wow. <laughs> you still keep down your LinkedIn profile or? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, played guitar and did all the uh, Christian songs at the all the um, weekends and conferences and stuff. Um, yeah, and then uh, did did some music theater and stuff in high school, and then um, also played a lot of saxophone in high school all through grade thirteen and the jazz band and everything, and then. Uh, went to university for music therapy and did a voice degree during that, um, during that, that was my major. What's a voice and degree? So it's like opera, like classical, oh, mm -hmm. yeah, like a classical voice degree. Like a subcategory like, of just like general, like music and like vocals. Yeah, just, yeah, just, it was just vocal, just classical. Like it wasn't pop, it wasn't jazz, like Mr. Fala. Um, I just sing in like German, French, Italian and everything all the time oh, okay. <laughs> and do the fancy juries and, and performances. Mm -hmm. And yeah, then I, w I worked as a music therapist for five years um, after I graduated. And then I quit that and went, got into teacher's college and then went to teacher's college. Whew, almost there. Then I, <laughs> I taught for a while. Then I worked at Monarch Park and then I got to Malvern. Wow, there you go. My life in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, Mr. Follow, for uh, you know somebody that doesn't have their you know entire autobiography written already. It's you 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 had your own there. It was pretty good. Yeah, it was nice. good. <laughs> I, I, I failed to mention that I, I play trumpet. You, you play trumpet, yeah. <laughs> that's why. I make, well, I feel like you know that that's oh, just yeah. like a world known fact. Like you know who doesn't know Mr. Follow plays <laughs> trumpet, but that's okay. Um, so yeah, it sounds like uh for your family's specific um for the both of you it's always it's sort of been like you know an undergoing theme that runs in the background did that drive you at all to pursue music like did you feel like a pressure to be like um sort of like keep that tied to you like your career or just like even as a hobby like when did that um when did the idea of teaching come to fruition for the two of you so for me i don't think i, I don't think there was pressure necessarily uh for me to play music but i, I was definitely influenced um because i was around it so much um, but I didn't feel any pressure that I had to go into music, but I, there might've been pressure to feel that, um, that music was important and it should be something that, that you pursue, not pursue in life, but that you should always have around, mm -hmm. um, whether it's playing an instrument or being appreciative of music that you're listening to. Um, I think that was, that was driven home, but not necessarily at a performance. You didn't have to play an instrument specifically. Um, and there was no pressure going into education. I didn't have to didn't have to pursue education as, or I didn't have to pursue music as a career choice. That's for sure. Um, as far as education goes, I didn't really decide to become an educator until probably the end of my second year at university, where I was studying jazz, and I was uh, I just kind of you know I, I I was I was looking at the people around me and how they were progressing and comparing myself to them and and you know being being maybe a little bit of a harsh harsher critic than I probably should have been at the time. Sounds like the sin of every artist in general. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and also realizing that I didn't have, I, I didn't really have the drive and determination that is needed to become a professional musician. Um, and so I, I decided to look at my options and, and teaching was one of them. And um, so I actually volunteer taught at Melbourne in my third year university with Mr. Martin. And that's how we, we began to know each other. And, um, and through that experience, it helped, helped me believe that teaching was something I wanted to do. And uh, and the rest is history. 
So before your second year of university was performance, I guess, um, or like the idea of performing as a career, like in, in, um, in the back of your mind up until that point? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I wanted to be a professional trumpet player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do have some very crazy performance stories. That one time uh, you passed out on stage, I believe. That, that's always my favorite, the one, the one that you bring up. That was my fourth year jury at university, mm-hmm. um, at U of T. And I was playing this, this uh, piece by Louis Armstrong. And at the end of it, it has like this trumpet intro. And at the end of the trumpet intro, it goes up to this high E on trumpet. And I had to hold it for a really long time before the band came in. And uh, I got really lightheaded. In a, in a really long time, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I almost passed out with my trumpet. And Val saved me from falling completely over. But it did look really cool, right? It like did. from the stage? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it was almost like a James Brown moment. <laughs> wow. That's uh, it's quite the adventure, Miss Norris. What about you? Um, well, yeah, so for, for me, I was um, surrounded by a lot of music and also a lot of psychology. So my stepmother um, what was and still is part-time a psychologist. And so I had I lived with um, somebody who worked out of the home, like she had her office in the home. So I would always see clients coming over and, the, and my stepfather was a minister. And so he did a lot of therapy too and he was trained in a lot of therapy and psychology was something that always really interested me and i i actually that was always that was actually my first kind of um thing i expected i would do some kind of therapy speech therapy um but then i heard about music therapy which could combine best of both worlds yeah music and psychology so um i got very interested in that and went and did a um a co-op position actually at the at the CAMH at the Center for Addiction and Mental Health in high school so for a whole semester of grade 13 with the psychiatric population and loved that um and so I I did a lot of music but um the actual educator part kind of came when I started to not enjoy music therapy anymore um, and thought, what what else can I do? Um, and that was a whole other podcast about why I didn't enjoy it anymore. <laughs> That's fair. That. But, it, you know, it just had to do with um, like working in nursing homes and it being very difficult um, every day to be in long-term care and um, also owning my own business I didn't like. And then I remembered all of these great times I had in high school. Uh, and I thought, hey, I could actually do this. And I thought, and I kind of did like a vision board without the, the board, just a vision. <laughs> Something that I, I think would be the coolest thing to do. And I was like, do musicals with teenagers. That is something I want to do. And how would I do that? Oh, I'll just apply to one teacher's college. And then I got into that teacher's college to you. Oh, okay. And that's kind of how it happened. But I, yeah, I had, I also had no pressure ever from when us uh, Generation X didn't really have much pressure from our parents. They didn't care that much about us, really. In my, <laughs> oh, geez. Nobody, I Nobody I know was really pressured to go into anything. Mm-hmm. Like parents didn't really do that. Like they were not invested in their whatever yeah, their kids ended up doing. You just kind of figured it out yourself and just kind of went with the flow. That's pretty healthy compared to comparatively yeah. to the other people I've talked to and like yeah. my university struggles. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it's yeah. So it sounds like uh, it was just how much it was weighing on your I guess like personal health and mental health. 
of music therapy that you just wanted to you just wanted to switch up? Yeah, and we're and working with the geriatric population was really difficult to, with um, people with Alzheimer's and dementia, and. I just, yeah, I started feeling like, can I actually do this the rest of my life? And I thought, no, I don't think I can. And so, yeah, when I asked myself that question, I thought I, I need growth instead of death, basically. That sounds really, yeah, it sounds kind of dramatic. Which of the demographic that you were exactly. around, I guess. That's People fair. That grow. <laughs> I mean, you know, obviously the musicals with teenagers sounds great. I never got that, but <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> no resentment whatsoever. I know. Mm -hmm. It's okay, though. Uh, yeah, so did it's... You, sorry, sorry, did Paul? you take vocal music and have to do a music theater unit? I did in grade 11, but that was also that's when... Thing. Oh, what's sorry? That's it's not the same thing. thing. No. Oh, yeah. That was also... Uh, the whole experience, I know, I know, I know. Mr. Falla. <laughs> and that was also last year when uh, bad things happened. Right. It's actually <laughs> the irony of it was exactly right when music theater, the unit was happening. Yeah. That we all went to shut down. Yeah. Oh, but it's okay. I, I, I think you, uh, I, you enjoyed my performance. My, uh... I did. I remember it in your garage with the yeah. table and the candles. I, I was dedicated. It. Yeah, I really wanted to do a musical in um, high school, but, you know, hopefully we'll see what university brings. It's not too late. It's not too late. It's <laughs> never too late. <laughs> but uh yeah in general what's sort of been the most uh i guess rewarding thing about teaching music and seeing all or being surrounded by students um i'm sure it must get uh to some degree uh like sad and upsetting when you know these grade nines that come into the system uh, you get to meet them uh, as obnoxious as they are <laughs> in grade nine and sort of filter their way uh out into grade 12 to pursue like new ventures and uh, grow into their own what's sort of been um the rewarding aspect of that Mr. Fall? i think um so I think there's definitely obnoxious grade nines out there, but I wouldn't label them as a whole obnoxious. <laughs> Just I, the band kids. I have not, a lot the of band kids are pleasant, pleasant grade nine students. Um, but as far as reward and the, the best moments within teaching um, music specifically, I think, you know, I think it's amazing. And I think this goes for teaching anything. Once you're, once you're, you have students in front of you and you're, tr you're working with them to understand a concept or understand how to play an instrument, you know, that, that joy they get when they actually get something that they've been working on to, to, to some sort of degree of success, uh, experiencing that joy with them is, is something that I, I really enjoy. Or when you're, you know, playing in an ensemble and you're conducting an ensemble and that ensemble does a performance that is really strong and, and everybody's really great feeling that you have that that uh, common goal achieved essentially, and uh, so I think those are the proudest moments, you know. Yeah, you talked about the ensemble aspect. I'm sure there's some. How do you sort of, I guess, juggle, uh, like getting to know students from, you know, like year one, year two, year three, year four, um, and sort of maintaining this, uh, also for lack of a better term, authoritative personality when you're when you're conducting an ensemble. In the I think in the situation of being the conductor and when you're conducting and rehearsing you have to maintain some sort of some sort of uh, structure in the sense that you know you have to know when to uh, control the rehearse on and, and talk and i think you have to have a good balance to make that happen um and for those kids the students that maybe are a little bit more rambunctious you need to have that leeway you can't like it's super hard for someone to sit sit around for an hour and a half and work on something so you have to be able to you know push and pull and, and get the feel of the ensemble the time to um to make sure it works well throughout the whole hour and a half rather than, you know, a focused 15 minute rehearsal and chaos for the rest of the time. 
sense. I think that's one of the challenges I'm still learning, not just like in band, but like in my classes in general. <laughs> but thank you for putting up with me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Ms. Ms. Norris, what about you? Um, so the most rewarding parts, right, we're talking about. Mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah, I would, I agree with a lot of what Mr. Fella said. Um, I think the relationship that you can build as a music teacher are probably the most re rewarding parts. And even strange, you know, like even with some of the families too. Um, it's been fun to to watch siblings, to get siblings, you know, to know the parents through the, the whole time too. And you, you kind of have mm -hmm. such a different view to me are the, the most rewarding part. Um, and I think that those come from the performances and come from working through difficult things and coming up with a product. I think the process is more important than the product to me. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and also keeping in touch with some of the kids in other ways and just seeing what they're doing and seeing kids who- <laughs> Of course, yeah. To admit that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I have a picnic planned with a with a former student this summer. If oh, is that right? Mm -hmm. So like you know, little things like that. She's like twenty four now or something. Oh, like okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I thought it was like you know a, a year older than me. Oh no, no, like you know the ones that you actually kind of keep in touch with through the years, and it's just it's just a nice. It's just so different than other kinds sure. of teaching. Mm -hmm. Do you go to any picnics with the former students, Mr. Fala? Um, not yet. <laughs> not yet. We have uh, like hung out sometimes and gone to see people do yeah. shows and stuff. Oh like, yeah, yeah. You know, like that. It's so fun to do that to mm -hmm. to watch people who have bands or who have continued in music. And even even students like we we go down, we go down to show as well. There are students at Melbourne, but they're doing a show with their band at some club downtown or whatever. We'll go see, we'll go see them. We like yeah. to support. This. Uh, I mean, that sort of like leads into the next one. Um, and I wrote a whole like paragraph so just bear with me here um but i guess one of the biggest challenges that a lot of kids face particularly in the, in the arts um again especially with social media and how readily available like all these talents and like prodigies are in general just like really good musicians uh, i'm sure like there's this idea that oh i'm never going to meet um like a certain level of standard or expectation um that like they sort of like set in their mind uh, to themselves um obviously there's a, there's a bunch of like financial constraints um that come with like just the burden of pursuing a music degree um, and just like in general lim limitations with like arts degrees in general, obviously there's still like this whole um, big stigmatization around them. Um, what would be your advice to students in general interested um, in pursuing the field, but there aren't, they aren't necessarily um, ready to push themselves to take that next step because obviously the, the, there's some level of um, job security one that's been brought up on this podcast before and just the insecurity of you know being in music in post-secondary. I think from my perspective, if you have a true passion for something, uh, I think you should try to pursue it. Um, and if that's performance-based or uh, so I'd pursue it as long as, you know, all the factors are in place, supportive parents and things like that are in place, um, then, then pursue it. You can always change your mind later. Like mm -hmm. life's too short to go into something you hate. Wow, that that's the next quote we're putting on on the Melbourne Music yeah. hoodie. <laughs> Michael Polo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I agree, and I would even kind of push that a little bit further and say that the only reason you should do music af after high school is if you literally can't do anything else. Mm -hmm. 
Like, because you you can't, you only can do music. That's all you want to do. Yeah. I don't mean you physically can't. Like, <laughs> just the like, challenges. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you're like, I can't see myself doing anything else. I am a musician. I have to do this. Then you should do it. If you're in your question, you kind of alluded to waffling and not knowing if they should, then you probably shouldn't. Mm -hmm. right like if you don't really want to you probably shouldn't like if it's an immediate yes or no that like this yeah, certain pathway. Exactly. and i feel yeah. like that's applicable for like a lot of things too in general especially yeah. when you're deciding what you want to do after high school mm -hmm. yeah and i think the people who do um when you really question them and you say could you see yourself doing a, a criminology degree no could you see yourself doing anything else? No. Okay, you have to go into music then. <laughs> it's, you know, and I think that, and those people are are rare, but those are the people who are going to make it because they yeah. can't do anything else because they, they aren't, that's who they are, right? That's just who you are. So you have to do it. It's kind of a surreal feeling, especially if like you're really in love with, you know, yeah. um, with drawing or writing or, or making music. To yeah. just tell them that like, Hey, you know, <laughs> on the table at the end of the day, yeah. if you just keep yeah. doing this, I think for a and some people will jump on that right. and some people won't. I think for me, when I was going into college from high school, I, uh, I was a little wishy-washy on what I wanted to do. And I, you know, I, I, at that point I've done, a, I did a lot of music and a lot of things extracurricularly in, in high school. And I thought to myself, well, what do I enjoy doing? And it was music and I couldn't really, you know, I didn't see myself going in any other direction really. So yeah. the other thing I do want to say about that is, you know, all, for all those students that maybe don't pursue music as a career, there's still so many opportunities out there to, to participate musically in choir groups, community choir groups, community bands, um, you know, and it's not, it's not all about performance either. There's lots of other opportunities outside of performance. Like you spend four years of your life with anything. Um, you sort of grow this attachment to it, especially uh, coming up as a teenager that mm -hmm. I can't really see myself, you know, like not picking up a guitar, not picking up a saxophone or um, like singing with other people mm -hmm. like five, 10 years down the road or like even for like the rest of my life, like to, to yeah. just like remove like, that, you know, whole experience, especially like, especially my teenage years. Um, you know, it, it's something that'll stick with me forever. Oh yeah. <laughs> there a choir that I've been in for a few years and a lot of people who are in it are most of them are adults mm -hmm. and a lot of them are would be like you in 15 years or something saying mm -hmm. I I did all of this and I had all of this and I miss it so much I have to do something <laughs> I want that musical <laughs> I, have to, I have to read music again like just the even the challenge of reading music and listening to other people around you singing and harmonizing yeah. and actually remembering all of the terminology and you know it's like a like why did I do all of that if I'm not Gonna, and you can yeah you can do it in so many ways as an adult which and is these great people, and these people in your choir are they, like they aren't necessarily like in like music careers like now they're yeah, just no they're there. not they're like doctors surgeons lawyer like just whatever just just the, who had this same experience as you but you know went into other things and then need realize they need that to fulfill them to, it's a part of them they just need to keep going somehow yeah. I'll see you in my choir. <laughs> yes, if you honestly, if you'll reach out to me in like another 10, 20 years, I can I can finally get that follow. I think that's the the one part of me wanting to be a Malvern alumni is just so yeah. I can get the follows. And then we can have a picnic. <laughs> we can have a picnic, yeah. Five years <laughs> um, but yeah, I actually think um yeah, we're I, I think we're pretty good for time. Um sort of the last question I ask everybody that um, gets an interview on the podcast 
is what's your favorite memory at Malvern Music? And in, and for you guys, it's you know you've had a <laughs> it's slim it's been slim pickings for you know even, like the grade nine <laughs> the grade nines that we've interviewed, but you know in your in your decades <laughs> plural <laughs> almost um, what would be what would be your pick? Wow, I, I think made you think. <laughs> do you have one, Laura? I think so. <laughs> don't, don't, doesn't look good about it yeah well, I, I was gonna say I, I was gonna say something but then i also was like "Ooh, trips yeah I have trips. that's what I, that's yeah. all i'm thinking about trips like that's a lot of good trips mr fall i can talk about the trips i'll talk about the other thing um, <laughs> so i have I have burst into tears i'll talk about the time oh, i know uh, it was actually pretty recently two oh, okay. years ago um, the grade 11, 12 vocal class created a, um, oh, that's right. a surprise song for me at the end of the spring concert and they worked on it and they like arranged it and everything and they performed it for me. And I just sat there, just burst into tears and just sat there sobbing. Um, and, uh, that was so nice. That's just a memory that will definitely always stick with me. So I'm going to go with that, but there were, you know, there've been mm -hmm. a lot. It sounds like a high high school like Netflix like, yeah. <laughs> season <didn't>, finale. <laughs> it actually, didn't really feel real at the time, and then the whole audience is watching, and my sh I'm sobbing, and my sh <laughs> and you look behind, and there's like 200 yeah. people watching, and you're like, whoa, <laughs> my mascara is running. Oh no, <laughs> Mr. Fall, yeah, Mr. Fall, I can go. So yeah, I don't know, like 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 what Norris was saying. We've done some great trips and. Unfortunately, Miguel, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for you and, and all your classes. Okay. If you ever need a chaperone, you get, didn't get, the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Didn't get the opportunity to do that. But, um, I, I think it's, it's, it's pretty hard to pick, but one of the, one of the memories that I have is when we were in New Orleans and we were walking down, um, we were walking in the French quarter and, uh, Laura and I were walking beside each other and all the kids were kind of around us and they were just in awe with our jaws dropped looking at just the scenery and how much how vibrant it was and how kind of crazy it was and then we from there we went to preservation hall where we got to see uh, the preservation hall jazz band in this iconic venue that was uh hundreds of years old and you know so many musicians have played there in, over the years and i think just that experience you know i think was a lot of fun and i think the kids really enjoyed it the students really enjoyed it and uh I think that was a, a fantastic moment. Yeah, for the, for, sorry for the non-scholars out there for music history. Uh, why did you pick New Orleans? Well, as as stated previously, I'm a jazz a, a fan of jazz, and New Orleans <laughs> is the, New Orleans is the birthplace of jazz. So that's that's one of the reasons. Yes, that's one of the reasons I picked my I planned a trip. Well, maybe maybe in another universe. But, but, uh, now that you're going <laughs> to, you can definitely go there on your own and have a good time. That's true. Mm -hmm. All the places I can travel right after yeah. high school ends. <laughs> So many opportunities, um, but yeah, I I think that sort of like wraps it up. Um, I just want to say, you know, heartfelt thanks on my behalf, not just for like you know, um, the well, past four years, not to get all sobby, uh, but I think just like teaching music or, or like teaching again, teaching anywhere in general, especially like during these times, um, is really like the the value can never be like overstated. Uh, it's sort of what, what's kept me like sane, for lack of a better term, um, sort of like being indoors all the time. Um, just something like to lean on, like every rehearsal, I guess, like after school, 
um nah, thankfully not early in the morning <laughs> but uh yeah come, like something to come to after school um and just like see people again um e even if we don't turn our cameras on um it just means a lot being there um and being in, in the presence of music and being in the presence of you guys and yeah i just want to put that out there on behalf of everybody thank you Thanks, <laughs> um, but thank you i i usually ask people at the end of these like if they want to so shout out any social media but uh <laughs> i guess that's a little inappropriate <laughs> <laughs> no thanks no, the thanks. next podcast they'll talk about who who is our most memorable student and we'll say miguel oh yes <laughs> i'll be like I 10 years from now and i'm 56. The, <laughs> like, I remember this when you're guy. on the verge of 72. God, like, what is his name? Oh, yeah, Miguel. <laughs> he only had a podcast with him, like that one. <laughs> I, won't, I won't remember his name. I was the only guy who played tenor sax. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Talked a little too much in band, you know. Could have played quietly to blend in with the ensemble, but it's okay. It's crazy, crazy here during the pandemic, I'll tell you that much. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, Great. A big thank you to everybody for listening. If you like this podcast, please give us a follow on our Instagram at MCI Music, as well as our YouTube channel and Spotify account. Keep on marching to your own beat and onward, Malvern.